Amen. Thank you for that. We're going to go to the book of Nehemiah tonight in chapter number 8 from a reference that I talked about this morning uh, in the message about faith and how we can increase faith by hearing uh, the Word of God. Uh, And uh, was thinking about that passage in reference to faith and uh, from Romans, as I <clears throat> referenced that, that uh, and uh, we need preaching, uh, we need more preaching, <clears throat> but there's been really an attack uh, on preaching uh, in recent years, and, uh, and mostly by uh, those who, um, well, uh, in, not in our defense as Baptists, Baptists, we, we always talk about old paths and being old paths, and I, I'm, I'm an old paths preacher, I want, I'm, I want to be old-fashioned, I want church to be church. Uh, in a day and age where there's just so much marketing and so much entertainment uh, in churches, uh, I just believe that that's not what church is for. And uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, though, uh, many Christians, um, they want to be entertained. And uh, in, when they're not entertained and when those things, they just don't want to go. Uh, really, if we boil it all down, if, if we just walked into the room, uh, and, uh, and everybody sat down, and I opened up the Bible and read the Bible. Just read it <laughs> and what it says, uh, and, uh, and just gave what we find here in Nehemiah chapter number 8. Um, we've had church, all right? So when we sing worship songs to him, congregational songs, it's all part of our worship. <clears throat> we take up offerings. There are things that we find in the New Testament, uh, first century churches, what they did. We try to pattern uh, ourselves after those, uh, but um, one of the, uh, not temptations or whatever, but uh, one, something that's on my mind constantly about services uh, in one way is, how can we change things up? Uh, because as much as we, we do uh, what we feel is right, <clears throat> it can feel like it's um, you know, repetitive or in a rut, uh, and, uh, and that's always uh, a thought. But the reason that thought is there isn't born out of, you know, a, a scriptural issue or problem. It's just the concern of uh, ministers uh, that, that people are, they, that they're receiving something. They feel that they've, they've, they've been to church uh, and, and uh, because we've learned over the course of time that just reading the Bible is not enough for people. Uh, so, so we have to come up with gimmicks and everything else in order to, um, to keep up with uh, the entertainment uh, world where everything's just boom, 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 colors changing, and uh, you know, from this thought to that thought, and our attention spans uh, have uh, uh, diminished uh, over the course of time. And so as I referenced Nehemiah 8 uh, this morning uh, about, uh, in, the, in the verse I'm going to read here in a second, well, let's read it, in fact. Uh, you can look there in chapter number 8 and in verse number 8. The Bible says, so they read in the book, in the law, distinctly, and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. And, and that was part of the content uh, this morning uh, in reference to hearing the Word of God. Um, and again, encourage people. Um, if, people. if somebody says, I just don't need to go to church uh, to worship God, you can say, well, that's true. You don't need to go to church to worship God, but you need to go to church to grow. Uh, in your faith, and uh, because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, and the preaching of it, uh, and, and uh, through the foolishness of preaching. We're to preach the word of God. We're all preachers uh, to that extent as we share the gospel with people, uh, but there's also a sense of, of preaching that we find uh, in corporate worship, and there is a revival that was taking place uh, in Nehemiah in chapter number eight. So if I look at revivals, 
uh, in the Bible um, would be a great place to look at them and say, what happened there? Uh, what, what did they do? What was, in, what was their response to it? Uh, and not too long ago, I preached about how that when they, uh, they searched for scrolls and they wanted to, uh, to they, they went back hundreds of years for their music. They, they went to get the music of David uh, and, uh, and, and the instruments of David. And that's what they did. It wasn't like, let's do something new. It was always, let's go back to what worked before. And, and, and having said that, and I, and I want to, because this message is more born out of, uh, of, of faith and growing our faith in, preaching the, in how preaching the Word of God is part of that. Uh, but, you know, recently um, I've, had, uh, I've seen a couple of things that bothered me uh, that, uh, in regards to preaching. Uh, there are uh, people who are um, against um, independent Baptists and what we do. Uh, they, they mock uh, preaching. Uh, they take uh, preachers' messages way out of context. They take little clips of something they've said. And then uh, and we see it. We see it in the news all the time. It's not like the full story. It's just part of it. And, uh, and one of the practices in preaching, uh, in preparing sermons... Uh, is, yes, you have your text that you're expounding, uh, but you give illustrations, you, you put together um, you know, ways to apply uh, what we've read. Uh, and, uh, and we find precedent for that in the Bible. But one person who is uh, um, a, 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 against, an enemy of uh, the King James Bible um, said something like this. They said, if I'm, gonna, if I'm just going to get up on Sundays and read out of a 400-year-old manuscript, manuscript uh, and then tell everybody what it means, I'm, I might as well just pick a Bible version uh, that does that for me. All right? And, uh, and it was one of the dumbest things that I think I've ever read uh, a preacher say. And, uh, and, and then immediately, uh, people who thought it was dumb, and I, you know, um, you know bit my tongue, I didn't say anything or whatever, and, and, uh, and I, I, I've done that, I do that more and more. I know that he that meddled with a strife that doesn't belong with him is like taking a dog by the ears, and, and I want to say something, because I, I, got, I got a one-liner or something that's going to blow them up and win the argument, whatever, win the day. Uh, you, you know, you won the internet today, Pastor Reno, with that comment, and I end, but, but I, just, I just don't want the trouble uh, that comes along with it. Um, but others, they, they quoted this verse. That's, yeah, so that was dumb. Uh, and our job as preachers are to read the scriptures. And then uh, in verse number eight, uh, we, we read it distinctly. We give the sense and we cause people to understand the reading. Uh, that's biblical. There's nothing unbiblical about it. What they're in, in, and it was such a twisting of, of all of it that it just it made my brain hurt. Uh, when I when I saw it, and then I saw another one to where it was in a revival um, in the South, uh, and people do things differently in the South, uh, you know. And by the way, churches are they're independent, and they can do whatever you know uh, they feel the Lord wants them to do. All right, and so it was a revival meeting or something, some kind of a, a meeting, and the pastor of the meeting invited preachers that were in attendance uh, to come up around the pulpit. And this pulpit had multiple pillars uh, around it, uh, really kind of a cool pulpit. 
And he said, come up and grab a hold of a pillar, of a pillar uh, and, then, and then pray that God would bless this sacred desk and that the power of God would be on the preaching. And, uh, and I've seen stuff like that lots of times. In fact, I'll go to, you know, I go, I go to people's homes and people like, hey, Reverend, would you bless my home? You know, they want me to lay hands on their, you know, uh, kitchen table and, you know, and ask a blessing over, uh, over their new home. People are, are, people are used to or they desire for people uh, to bless things, you know, and especially depends on their uh, religious background. And so I pray, I've prayed over all kinds of objects uh, in my life as a pastor, all right? And, uh, and even like, you know, um, uh, on calls, like dead body calls when I was with the police department and doing that. Uh, and, uh, and, you, and you're there uh, and somebody's like, okay, you know, uh, chaplain, can you, can you do like the last rites? And I'm like, they're dead, <laughs> you know? Uh, it's, uh, you know, I don't even understand. But people, they're, in religion, they have all of these things that people do and bless this and bless that. And, and, uh, and, and it's important to people. But there is nothing wrong uh, with laying hands, men of God, on a pulpit, and asking God to bless. Uh, and, uh, and somebody said, well, can we order one of these sacred desks on Amazon? You know, and just mocking prayer uh, and devotion uh, and pulpits. And by the way, I understand people who get rid of pulpits and don't even want them in their, in their auditoriums uh, to have a problem with, with somebody um, uh, calling this a sacred desk. But as long as I've been saved... Uh, I've heard preachers that I've been under and preachers that I've heard uh, refer to that because it's a sacred responsibility to get behind a pulpit of wood uh, and preach the gospel. Uh, And uh, and I've uh, and I've gone, you know, uh, I've known pastors who have gone (laughs) from ginormous pulpits that, you know, you could lay out your whole library on it. This one, I get complaints all the time because it's too small, Uh, not just this way, but this way. Uh, and for people, and so I'm really thinking about redoing something that's about as wide as what you know this part there is uh, for mostly for for guests and other things. But just think how long you could preach if I could have more material up here uh, on the on the pulpit. Um, and uh, so, um, uh, pulpit in, is a pulpit ministry is a, is a, a a very sacred ministry, uh, and and I've got no problem with it. But I have a problem with people. Uh, mocking, um, you know, God and the things of God uh, in that way. Uh, so as we understand preaching to be something that would increase our faith um, and uh, in using this text, I just want to kind of spend some time here uh, tonight uh, in this. It's, it's related, yes, uh, from the text uh, that we read a moment ago, uh, but I want to back up and just look at what happened uh, in this passage of Scripture. We've had a missions um, uh, meeting, which I was calling a missions revival. Uh, and, and I really want God, wanted God to speak to our hearts. And I know from some testimonies uh, that He did. Uh, and uh, and that is, uh, that's tremendous. But there are a lot of people uh, who missed out on the meeting uh, and, uh, and didn't hear. And again, you, people can listen to it. It's just not the same. Uh, listening to it online or whatever... Uh, it's different being uh, here and uh, in being a part of it. Uh, but let's back up into verse number one of Nehemiah chapter number eight. And I'm, I'll be mindful of the time. I, I won't be long, just like uh, uh, last week, maybe a little bit shorter uh, tonight. Uh, but in this chapter, we have a, um, a refreshing change uh, in, uh, uh, you know, a, in their faith uh, and a revival uh, recorded for us. 
And so it says in verse 1, And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women, and all that could hear with the understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the, from the morning until midday, before the men and the women, and those that could understand, and the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. And Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood, which they had made for the purpose. And beside him stood a bunch of, bunch of people, that I won't pronounce all their names. Verse number 5, And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all of the people, for he was above all the people. And, and when, you, when you look up that word pulpit, um, pulpit of wood and the, the word pulpit, what it means. Um, and uh, it's, it's just a raised platform, um, a pillar, etc. They made uh, to bring them above people, in part because it was outdoors uh, on the street. It was an open air uh, area uh, and, uh, and that. Now, if uh, I remember coming in here um, years ago uh, and the way there was like a little, like, um, like a windy staircase, I thought, kind of up here. And the pulpit was like, the pulpit was at a level um, in, in height to accommodate an auditorium that goes all the way back to the other side of this. Like if this was all wide open uh, and the ceiling was all the way up, uh, then, you know, like my head would have been like up here uh, on the platform. And so I remember when Brother Lowe um, had cut that down into uh, the platform size that what it is. But uh, back in the day uh, with Independent Baptists, um, it, there was a, a pattern of churches and pulpits and platforms that were brought in. And the purpose was, uh, the purpose is supposed to be for uh, auditory reasons and for the, the message to be able to project. Uh, but, there, but there came a point where it was almost like... Um, uh, a, a lifting up or preeminence of the preacher uh, high and lifted up uh, that, uh, that we saw in some churches, which, um, you know, rightfully so, uh, that's, that's a bad look uh, in churches where, uh, where pulpits are designed in that way. I, you know, I've I preached in churches where the pulpits are like, uh, on the side uh, and up, like in some, like uh, we used a church up in Des Moines uh, for baptismal services, and you're kind of up there in the corner in the, the liturgical kind of, you know, Catholic, Protestant uh, ways. And uh, I'm thankful for pulpits. We're never going to get rid of pulpits uh, and, uh, and have a little coffee stand up here. And I can, I might, I might uh, start bringing my coffee up every now and then. Uh, under here if I need to take a sip, but, um, you know, we don't come to church, you don't come to church for a TED talk. You come to church for preaching of the Bible uh, and for an express purpose. Uh, and, uh, and so not only do we preach from a pulpit of wood, uh, and again, people have acrylic pulpits, metal pulpits, uh, you know, uh, I'm, just glad, I'm just glad when churches have a pulpit uh, because it's, uh, it's less and less. Uh, and uh, so they opened up the book in the sight of all the people, 
Uh, and Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, verse number six, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen, and lifting up their hands, and they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord uh, with their faces to the ground. And so think about that for just a second. Um, this is Old Testament. Uh, it's, it's, uh, they're reading the, the book of the law. They're still uh, in keeping and in step with, with, uh, with sacrifices and everything else. Uh, but, uh, but Jewish people, all those many years ago, uh, they hear the word of God read uh, and, uh, and they acted like they were in a camp meeting. Uh, saying amen and raising their hands and, uh, and, uh, and they worship the Lord with their faces to the ground. And, uh, and, uh, and so Joshua and, and Bene and Sherebiah, a bunch of those other people, caused the people to understand the law and the people stood in their place. So they read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. Now, um, when I think of this passage in particular, uh, I like to think of, all the people that are contained in this portion. Uh, and there are many different characters that we have here. The first, of course, is the preacher, as Ezra described, to bring the book. And uh, Ezra was known uh, as ready to... Um, he was already a scribe uh, in the Law of Moses. We read about that in chapter number 7. Uh, and, uh, but being also a priest, uh, he was qualified as an ex- exponent of the scriptures. He could, he could read the scriptures and then can, um, and then give the sense. <clears throat> when you think of Catholicism as, an, as a great example, um, Catholicism did everything in Latin and the common man didn't have the Bible. Um, it was, everything was in Latin and the priests were the only ones who could read it. Uh, the church is the only one who could tell you uh, uh, what it was until Martin Luther protested this, that. I mean, there was Bibles, like the Great Chain Bible that were chained to pulpits. I mean, people didn't have the Word of God in their hand. And, and the reason that was the case is because when you read the Bible, uh, you always like, oh, time out. Um, that's not in the Bible. That's not in the Bible. Uh, and that's why religion doesn't want you to have a Bible in your hand. Uh, but it's also um, a reason that Satan... Uh, has, has confounded everything and confused everybody uh, with all this translation and blah, 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 uh, and uh, that people, um, people doubt whether or not they have uh, an accurate copy of the Word of God in their hands. I don't. I don't doubt it um, because I believe God uh, will keep His promise of preservation. Uh, and I just have a big problem with God promising preservation. And then for a couple thousand years, it was like lost in some cave somewhere. And then some priest decided they're going to throw out some old manuscripts and goes, what's this in the garbage can? Oh, uh, you know, the Vaticanus and the Sinaiticus and all the different stuff. God is not careless. He's not reckless. Uh, and, uh, and so there are, there's a lot of stuff to be said about that. And by the way, I've been uh, talking with Brother Graham when he was here kind of a, a, not a commercial or whatever, but um, I think we're going to have, um, I've, I've not had somebody in in all the years that I've been here to do a conference on the Bible. Um, and this, the reason I haven't done that is because all the guys I know that do it well, are, they're mean. They are so mean. And, uh, and I know they're going to preach and they're from, you know, the Midwest and the South, and they just, you know, they hold the corn, uh, and they tell you whatever, and, and rip your heads off and spit down your throat. Uh, I mean, that's just, uh, you know, that's how they describe it <laughs> themselves. Uh, and uh, and I, just, I just don't want somebody to come in here and beat everybody up. 
uh, about the topic. Uh, because we do have people uh, that attend our church that come and, and they're just not there yet uh, when it comes to uh, the position on the King James or King James only and uh, those types of things. But I will. I'm going to have somebody soon. Maybe it's next year. Maybe we'll have uh, a, a King James Bible conference. Uh, and, uh, and I'll have somebody come here, rip your faces off. Uh, and uh, and I'll, I'll lo- I love it. I, I like that kind of preaching. Uh, but uh, some people, it's just not their, their cup of tea, you know. And, uh, but man, I, I like it. So uh, he, was, he could expound or expose exposition as a priest. Uh, he was a, a recipient of grace, even Old Testament. Uh, we find grace and faith all the way through the Old Testament. Uh, he was familiar with truth of Scripture. Uh, and, uh, and he understood that grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Uh, in fact, um, in Sunday school I referenced this morning, uh, we talked about how Paul um, expounded to the Jews uh, about Jesus Christ from the law of Moses and from the prophets. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, if you were to ever to witness um, to a Jew to, uh, the, the gospel, uh, go to Isaiah. Uh, and, and show them Christ in Isaiah. Uh, you go to a New Testament book, they don't, they don't read the New Testament. Uh, but you can, you can show, I can take a Catholic Bible and show a Catholic how they can be saved. Uh, and uh, so uh, some research, I like some of the cults that come around, they have King James uh, Bibles with them. I say, well, put away your, your, your book of moron, uh, a Mormon. Did I say moron? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, and, uh, and let's just grab uh, the King James Bible uh, and let's read it. Uh, and so, so Ezra was the preacher. The place of the meeting was before the street. He read the book, as I mentioned, in an open square in front of the street. Uh, the Bible says it was before the water gate. And he stood uh, on a pulpit of wood. Uh, The first pulpit mentioned in the Bible was built in a public square for an open air work. Uh, And uh, and, and I I like that. And so from this mention in pulpit, um, made specifically for that purpose, churches uh, have adopted that and, uh, and have put these elevated platforms in pulpits to proclaim the word of God. Uh, And it is a sacred honor. Uh, and it is a sacred place. And it's not in this, by the way, especially if you're new, um, I'm very careful about who uh, and I invite to preach. Uh, and, uh, and, we tr- and we uh, we treat this, the pulpit ministry, with, with a special kind of reverence uh, because of its importance. And in the battle that goes on, in the preparation uh, that has gone into, and when um, when we invite uh, an evangelist or a missionary or whomever to come and to preach, um, they've, uh, I believe they've labored in prayer uh, to, to get direction from God, to give uh, it, to us what, uh, what the Holy Spirit of God wants us to have. Uh, it's why it's important for us all to be here and, and all that. I know not, uh, just one time in my life before I die, I want, I want our church. Never has there been a time since I've been alive uh, and in church where the church body that I've attended has been fully uh, present for a worship service. Not one time ever. Uh, and, uh, and, and so if you think about it from this standpoint, uh, we're, we're, we're all, as a church body, we are ever disabled uh, because we can't fully function as a church body because our church body is never assembled in one place ever. Are you following me? And, uh, and so you think, well, you just, you just want people there and whatever so you can get your name in the sword of the Lord and have great attendance. We don't even keep attendance. Uh, 
We keep you know, Sunday school attendance, but I couldn't tell you how many people were here last week, 10, 10 years ago, whatever. We just don't do all that. Um, I just believe um, God has a plan, and, uh, and we're not to forsake the assembly. Uh, and, uh, and somebody's going to get behind a pulpit of wood and a little bit of metal uh, and, uh, in this instance uh, and preach the word of God. And so the hearers, the Bible says in verse number two, both men and women, so all that could hear um, uh, with understanding. And they, the congregation of people literally hungered uh, for the Bible. Uh, they, they, they wanted, they called, uh, and, uh, and they spake unto Ezra the scribe, and they, like, you know, we find elsewhere, bring the book. Uh, is the cry uh, of the people. They, they hungered for it. And it's, a, and, and it's also um, uh, a privilege uh, to, for Ezra and for any preacher uh, to, to give the Word of God to people who are hungering for the Word of God. Um, I, I love, there's so many things that people can talk about. I love hearing people talk about the Bible uh, and, uh, and those, uh, those types of um, uh, issues in, in Scripture. And, they, and the Bible says that they were attentive uh, I think you should come to church, um, not to nap. We'll look out there, anybody sleeping uh, right now? Some of you get your best sleep at church. And, uh, and, uh, and I know that uh, it's, sometimes it's difficult to stay awake and you work hard, whatever, especially like when we have meals uh, and then we come back in and sit down. And, uh, but, you know, you don't go to sleep when you're driving. You know, you do whatever you can. So I don't, you can't roll the window down in here. Uh, and, uh, but slap yourself. You, know, you ever do that in the car? Uh, and uh, they get the blood flowing. And so now if you hear a slap uh, and uh, whatever. Uh, or like, uh, uh, I wish I was here to hear that service dog snoring uh, in the service. Uh, Amy was like, who is snoring? They're like texting people, go tell them to wake up. Uh, and it was a dog uh, doing it. Uh, but he learned it from other people that he saw uh, sleeping uh, in the service. They were attentive from morning until midday. Uh, all the people were attentive to the book in verse number three. They were more interested, by the way, in the book than Ezra. Uh, and uh, they sought not a man, but a message. Uh, and, they gave, and the Bible says when he opened up the book, all the people stood up. So if you think about this way, he's in a pulpit, and usually in that instance, a lot of times they, uh, there was, uh, they would sit, at a, at, and that's why it was referred to as a sacred desk, uh, because some preachers would sit uh, behind a pulpit of wood and proclaim it, and when the Bible, and, and, we, and we do, if I have you stand up for the reading of a text, uh, we find that precedent in Scripture, when we, we stand up, uh, when the Word of God uh, is being read. Uh, but we only read small portions, because if we read more than five verses in a row, people are like, oh. But these people stood on their feet from morning till midday, just hearing the word of God read to them. Um, I don't know, as, I mean, I, I wish we could look at the video at some point, and maybe God uh, will allow for us in some miraculous way to see that. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, I, even, if, even if Ezra was like, um, you know, the teacher, you know, uh, like, a, like a monotone, you know, whatever, it's, it's not about delivery. Uh, it isn't about any of that. It is about, I love the Bible, and I want to hear the Bible preached. Uh, and, and by the way, there have been people that have come here and preached. Like, I've, I've, I've watched their delivery, and I thought, man, um, I don't know that if I could sit under that every single week. And then, and then I, I, I'll have people come up, man, that was the best thing I ever heard. And I'm like, because it doesn't matter if somebody's a dynamo, if they scream, if they don't or whatever. It's about the, it's the message, not the messenger. Uh, 
Uh, and, and we find that they, they stood uh, and when the word of God uh, was read. And they were responsive. All the people answered, Amen. They lifted up their hands and bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord. And, uh, and, uh, and they did all those things. But, um, but notice in verse number 6, um, Ezra's manner says that he blessed the Lord, uh, the great God. Um, I think Ezra was deeply conscious uh, of the greatness of the occasion in what was taking place there uh, on this street, uh, but also the greatness of God. Uh, and uh, and, and uh, he knew that God uh, was a great God, uh, the greatness of God, the greatness of the message, the great need uh, of the people, uh, his own great responsibility in a pulpit of wood to, uh, to read the Word of God. Uh, and he stuck to the book. Uh, he read in the book the law of God. Uh, he knew what the people needed. It wasn't uh, his thoughts, but the thoughts of God. And again, there are, you know, I chase rabbits. Um, I try to inject humor uh, into my messages. I try to, to almost um, improv in a way. There's a lot of times where, like especially memorial services, uh, that I, I don't even know really what I'm, I've got verses, but I've got to listen to other people and what they say about their loved one and the testimonies and try to tie it in and, uh, and to communicate, uh, but in a way that makes people, that comforts them or whatever. There, there's, just, there's just way too much in the, in the preacher's mind uh, in preaching that has to do with, with you and, and how well you're doing uh, and, uh, and how long you can listen uh, and uh, are, am I making contact and, and all those things uh, where it's really, and I wanna, I'm going to do it. I'm, one day I promise you I'm going to do it. We're just going to come in. Uh, I'm going to have everybody seated and I'm going to read the Bible for 60 minutes. Just going to read it. And, um, and if there is a visitor that showed up that day, they'll never come back. Because, because that's not what they want. Where's the singers? Where's the instruments? Uh, where's the jokes? Uh, you know, where's the... Uh, and uh, I just... Man, worship was a drag today. But it's not about that. It's about the Lord. And it's about His Word uh, in preaching it. So he stuck to the book. It says in verse 8, He spoke distinctly. There was no, uh, you know... Um, a lot of times you think of, of uh, preaching in Psalms, the, the innotation, and sometimes music. Like, like what I, I'll admit, I'm confessing, like I enjoy um, listening to, to black preachers preach when they're, when they're kind of singing, almost like when they're preaching. And uh, now, if maybe one day we'll do that. I'll have Amanda over here on the organ, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and uh, I'll just I'll sing with and preach with annotation, and and she and the different stuff, and play that. I, I just enjoy that in part because it's something that I don't I don't see very often. Uh, and uh, uh, there's a, um, I was going to post it on the internet when I went to Kenya, uh, and the the choir at the church in the crew. Uh, was um, they were singing in 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 African churches, African African churches. Uh, they move a lot, you know, when they're when they're singing, they're getting into it. And one guy's over, like only one guy could play that wooden drum. And there's cymbals and tambourines, you know, whatever. And uh, and it was just I wanted I wanted Brother Mickey uh, to just kind of like record it, like man, they're just really having a good time uh, in worshiping God and pan across. And you see the singers uh, and they're moving, and the guy uh, on the drums and the tambourine uh, people doing that, and then just me standing there. 
you know, like the white guy in the black uh, African church, like the independent Baptist that can't move, uh, you know, uh, when, because uh, uh, people will think you're dancing in uh, whatever. Uh, but um, uh, there is, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, there, the, he didn't use that kind of speech. He just read uh, the book, straight out of the book, clear, uh, decisive. Uh, the, Bible, the Bible should be read, uh, you know, f- freshly as a book, not uh, like dreamingly as like some mystical, magical, you know, f- fable. Uh, it is the book of God and the, the book of the law and the law of Christ. And, uh, and it should be something that uh, is dealt with uh, directly. He explained the text. I've got to hurry. Uh, he read distinctively and gave the sense. There was no... Um, formal, heartless reading of the Bible. Uh, he, he, he gave the sense and then he taught them, expressed truth. He caused them to understand. He enforced the truth. His business was to make them to understand what the mind of the Lord was. And uh, it's not enough that they heard it, the Bible read. Uh, they, they needed to, to, to grasp it intelligibly and to, uh, to understand it and to know what it meant. So that's what we do. We read a text and we give the, the sense of the text uh, and help to understand it. But it's not, but um, re- one of the ways that preachers know you understand it is by your response to it, you know. And, and, and let me say this uh, our church will probably never be, uh, you know, a camp meeting style church and whatever. Uh, but um, I'm forgetting her name off the top of my head. The lady that she moved to California sat up here uh, and she'd like, that song, she'd stand up. You know, and she'd egg me on preaching, and then a, f- a few people caught on to that uh, for a little while. Uh, and uh, and I wish we had twenty, thirty of her, you know, in a service because it just it just helps the preaching and encourages the encourages the preacher. But um, when there are people that attend our church, especially on a Sunday morning, some for the very first time, maybe it's their first time being in a Baptist church, and they hear me say something from the Bible. Uh, that they never heard before, probably, or they've never understood it that way. And in, in a moment, they hear that and go, I wonder if that's right. But then when they have that thought, I wonder if that's right. And then they hear immediately, amen, amen, preacher, amen. Um, it helps people to, to understand that your pastor's not up here just preaching something that, that everybody in the room disagrees with. Uh, and, uh, and so it not only you participate in the message, it shows that you're in agreement. Uh, it is a response uh, and should be uh, to uh, when the word of God is read and preached, the people answered, amen, amen. They lifted up their hands. They bowed their heads. They worshiped God. Um, it should solicit that kind of response in us. Um, church should, you know, it's not that it's like, a, it's not a football game uh, or a sports, you know, event. Um, but I've known people that go crazy you know, yelling at their TVs in their living room, you know, uh, jumping up and down, screaming, you know, for a touchdown or whatever, um, and, and won't even let out a holy grunt uh, in a church service. And, um, you know, because people think they're weird. They already think you're weird. <laughs> so uh, you might as well just, uh, you know, enjoy yourself in church. So he enforced the truth. But notice the effect that I'm going to be done. The Bible says in verse number nine, all the people wept. Uh, when they heard the words of the law. Think about it. Ezra, in an open-air meeting from a pulpit of wood, read 
the scrolls. He just read the law of God. Uh, and the reaction of the people was weeping. Uh, and, uh, they, they, um, and they were told, you know, verse, well, let's read in Nehemiah, which is in verse number nine, uh, just then Ezra, the priest, the scribe, and the Levites, they taught the people, said unto all the people, This day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep, for all the people wept uh, when they heard the words of the law. Uh, and, uh, and they were reinforced, reminded this was for their strengthening. And, uh, and in fact, we find and see them rejoicing and celebrating. Uh, and uh, in, in doing so, uh, we know it was a, you know, a Baptist church because <laughs> they, uh, they started off with food uh, and, uh, and different things. No, it's not a Baptist church. But, um, so they wept and they also rejoiced. They went their way. They made great mirth. Uh, is what it says in verse number uh, 12. Uh, and they, verse 10, they prepared, they, they eat the fat and they drink the sweet. They send portions of them that uh, didn't have anything and they, and they worship. Uh, but the second day, and notice what, let's see, verse number 13. And on the second day, were gathered together the chief of the fathers of all the people, the priests of the Levites, unto Ezra the scribe, even to understand the words of the law. And they found written in the law, which the Lord had commanded by Moses, that the children of Israel should dwell in booths, uh, in the feast of the seventh month. So this is, um, they, they broke out the scrolls and as they, the word of God was being read the second day, um, they, they realized and understood that they were not keeping the feast uh, of tabernacles. Uh, and, uh, and it goes on uh, that they should proclaim and pro- this and this. So they uh, went forth, verse number 16, and brought, and brought them and made themselves booths, everyone upon the roof of his house and in their courts. Uh, all that to say, um, when the, the word of God was read, the sense was given. It was read distinctly. The sense were given. They were helped to understand. And as they were helped to understand, they realized where they were um, failing God in one respect. And they, they fixed it. They, they immediately fixed what they were not doing and started doing it again. And, and that's really the goal, uh, my, my goal in preaching Preach a text, um, give the sense, help people to understand, uh, and, uh, and challenge uh, them to either um, stop doing something or start doing something, but to return. Uh, it's to bring people to a point of decision, uh, which is why, uh, as an old-fashioned church, we still have an altar call. There are a lot of churches that don't have altar calls. Think about, think about this this way, and I'm done. Um, I just, if, if I just got up and preached... And you just all sit there like, like a bump on a log and don't respond to the, ser- the sermon any, any way. Just sit there. And, uh, and then we get done. And so I get done. All right, we're done. Thank you for coming. How, how would I ever know uh, if you're getting it? Um, if you don't respond by way of invitation um, or, um, you know, even... Uh, you know, as you are engaged, they gave they, they gave attention to it. I think when you come to church, uh, you ought to be like, you know, again, I understand tired and everything else. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to sleep, just stay home and sleep. And, you know, if maybe you got narcolepsy or uh, you just sit down. And, and again, there's times where, you know, you can go, you stand in the back, you can walk around the foyer, there's speakers. 
if you really want to hear it loud, go sit on a toilet uh, in one of the bathrooms, and uh, and you'll you'll get you'll get preaching preaching in there. Go take it. But but I'm just saying, just be attentive uh, when you come to church. Uh, and um, and so this is my question in my challenge and uh, and the invitation challenge is the word of God was read, um, and they wept. Um, where is that response? Uh, in New Testament Bible preaching churches to where, you know, it's that we're moved uh, by, by the word of God uh, and what God has for us. We need more of that. We really do. Um, and and uh, so when, if you come to church prepared uh, to participate, to, to give attentive, uh, attention to the word of God, uh, as it's uh, preached and to participate in all of that, it just makes it, it makes it better for you, <laughs> uh, but also makes it better for other people, uh, and uh, and um, and that's just the way that God. Has. So when people mock pulpits of wood, uh, in mock you know giving the sense, which is kind of like what you're supposed to do uh, in preaching. Well, I might as well just read you know some paraphrase uh, perversion of the Bible if I'm going to read the old English and then tell you what it means. Um, why do we read from a Bible where we've got to tell people what it means? Um, they did it like forever. Then <laughs> uh, that's the whole point. And, uh, and we need more of that. And I hope that you uh, agree and, uh, and that, um, uh, that God will continue to bless old-fashioned Bible preaching. Let's all stand tonight. Uh, and uh, we need to increase our faith. That increase of faith comes through the Word of God and the preaching. One of the greatest things that you can do is commit uh, to the Lord, um, that you're going to be present uh, when uh, the, the church uh, is assembled.